feel like we could probably speak about memories and see where they're either holding us back or bringing us forward in life because I have some good memories and I hope I only wish they popped up as much as my bad memories did and through doing this um research on memory um I came up on so many things you know psychologically what it does to you and all these things that how it how it's tackling you and stuff like that and the funny thing is when I chose this song today he was like, you know, you're living in the past and you keep going back to, he, he in this song, he's, he, he's having an argument with Bounty Man, Banticular. And he's saying, you're living in the past and you keep going back to where man I ride ass, right? Like, come on, we're in new times now. Like, bruv, get over it. And I was like, wow, like, how many things am I holding on to as old memories that are really not serving me and just still holding on to them and dragging them all along the along the way with me instead of allowing my new memories to replace them or my new memories to be on top of them I'm going back in my story bank and pulling up those ones so how many people we got today we got Janisha we got Tanya Cece and Diona on stage can all of you speak um flash your mics if you can all speak um, and let's see who else can speak. I have another space. So anybody on Zoom, Bev, Fatima or Kirsty, if you would like to be able to speak. Yes, I can see you guys can speak. Tanya, can you speak, sweetie pie? And, okay, good. We have one more person. If anybody can speak so that when we do the questions, um, I know who I can ask them to. So does everybody get the gist of, um, where we're going today in regards to memories okay let's see okay lovely all right so we still got a space so feel free anybody on zoom to put your hands up and um feel free on clubhouse to raise your hand if you want to jump up okay so let's jump into the questions today so we have where do you believe you store, where do you believe you store your happy memories? That's the first question. And that is for Janisha. I don't know if it's just me, but your um thing is really choppy. Is it really is it choppy? Happening? Okay, hold on a second. Let me sort it. Let's see if it's yeah. Yeah. Let me see. Okay, tell me how you hear me now, girls. Because it keeps saying poor signal, poor connection. That's good. That's good? That's okay. Good. I've gone back to my phone, cut off the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Okay, so did you catch the question? Okay. You said, where do I believe something about happy memories? Yeah, where do you believe you store your happy memories? What do you mean by store them? So, for example, the, here's the two definitions of um, memory, right? The faculty okay. by which the mind stores and remembers information. Mm -hmm. And the other one is something remembered from the past. So, for example, me, I 
feel like I store my happy memories in my mind. However, when they show up to me, I feel like they show up on me, like from my heart, like it comes, like the memory comes from my heart. Like, oh, that was so nice. I went here and I had fun here. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So I'm just trying to think if anybody else has that kind of scenario about memories or like I said the other day with the memory of my ex, it's like I literally could see the body on top of me. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as my happy memories, I feel like I, I do store them in my mind, but I think I store it, I try to keep them with me. Like, mm. like I, um, like from my childhood, like the way I was raised, I, I do those same things in my household now on my own, th- those happy times. Like I always have it. Like my, I remember like we had bad times, but like all the good times, like I, tr- I don't know if I'm explaining it that you understand but it's like i try to live in it every day yeah I, I still hold on to those happy times like i i base my de- decisions around you know being happy okay and, like, remembering those moments yes i like that so you more live it out more than keep it in yes 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 M- makes yes, sense yes. makes sense i like that janisha tanya where do you believe your happy memories are stored? Where do you store your happy memories? Grand Rising Queens. Um, Grand Rising. I truly really believe that mine are on my spirit. Like, I choose to have a spirit of joy. Uh-huh. I choose to have a spirit of happiness. And the reason why I know that they're in my spirit, like, as opposed to just my head, is because of the way that I feel them. Yes. It's like, I swear, listen, I think I have been... <laughs> I have a great spirit of laughter. I literally, I laugh at everything. And it just, when I was a child, that's all I'd done. I mm-hmm. literally would just laugh. It, like, even if I get a call to say that someone's died, I'm not desensitive, guys, but I laugh because it's just how I deal with it. Deal, so it doesn't yeah. stay on me. Yeah. It can come off of me. Like, I can I can still find joy and happiness in the moment. Yeah. So, for me, I definitely store happy memories in my spirit. In your like, spirit. Like, 1000%. Lovely. Cece, where do you believe you store your happy memories? So I hope this makes sense, but I store mine in my senses. Wow. So it's like a, like I'll see things and remember, I'll smell things and remember, I'll touch yeah. things and remember. So mine is definitely in like my senses. Yeah. It's the little things that I do around me. Um, like my grand passed away when I was 10 and honestly... Um, when people say it, I'm like, oh, was I that young? Because yeah. I've lived 20-something years, and I remember, like, vividly. I know what she smelled like. Mm-hmm. I know certain things she, um, like, cooked. Can, I, I can taste things. Like, it's so interesting and how... And brings you I right back to my her. Memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can literally go back to being in her kitchen and, like, hear her voice. So, like, even sometimes... Um, when things happen, I'll hear her say, Claudine, and I'm like, okay, Granny, like, I hear you. <laughs> but it's actually fully in her voice. Yes. So mine is definitely in all my senses. Oh, I love that. I love that. And Diona, where do you believe you store your happy memories? Um, I believe, firstly, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, secondly, I believe I store them in my mind and in my spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, like the other day a memory came to my spirit and I realized it was stored in my mind I hadn't like thought about it since it had, it had happened so mm. yeah 
Okay, so we've got our mind, our senses, um, out, outwards, like Janisha said, as spirit. And I think that all of those places are good places to keep our happy. I, I really would like to activate, like Janisha said, just being in it, being in our happy memories. Because I feel like it's so easy for us to go into our bad memories and become out of source, you know, um, I give you guys an example, last night, for whatever reason, yesterday, I was having a day of just wanting to spiritually get some things correct, right, <laughs> and you lot know I'm battling with cigarettes, and I was like, it's just not happening, and I'm knocking doors, and I'm not getting the answers that I want to get me through this place, right, and it brought me right back to a child. And let me show you how it knocked me to go from my adult self into my child self. It knocked me right back to being a child and feeling left out in a situation. And I was like, how the heck did you get there? And this morning I woke up and I go, do you realise what you did yesterday, Raquel? You knock yourself right back to a child feeling left out in the playground. So you decided to be the person that would step out and, and, and make her own groups and her own friends because you said you don't want to fit in with anybody else. And you was like, I'm going to do me. And I was like, wow. I said, so as an adult, I was like, sis, <laughs> baby girl, you ain't got to feel left out in nothing. Like, you got this. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, the way our memories can bring us places and make us act out in different ways I didn't realise it, and I'm clocking it now, and I'm like, get it together, get it together, get it together. Now, our next question is, hmm, which one do I want to give you? Okay, yes, I'm going to go for this one. If anybody on Zoom would like to answer any of the questions, feel free to raise your hands. So the next question is, good or bad, share a memory that you believe has affected your body. Janisha? That's the good one. <laughs> I'm like, mm. Um, I don't know, like what what direction to take is a good a good effect or a bad effect. You get um, anyone. Yeah. Um I don't I can be a little transparent. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um Memories of the Vine was amazing that this was the uh, the topic. So, um, and like, it was like 2012. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm backtracking a little bit. So, um, a couple of days ago, a girl here at work, well, who worked here, she was talking about how her um, husband, you know, said that he wanted to kill her. And, um, you know, she made a post on Facebook and was saying like, you know, if anybody, if anything happens to me, you, you know, this is who did it or whatever. Wow. Um, so, um, I found out about the post and I was just like, Rebecca, you know, you didn't tell me that this was happening, like, you didn't say anything, we were talking last night and everything, and she was just like, yeah, I know, I was just like, you know, um, you should, you know, you know, it's not nothing to joke about, she was like, I know my mom came down, she drove and had to pay, like, $300 to help me, and, you know, I gotta go, or whatever, and mm-hmm. then, so, babe, long story short, I, like, ended up writing the note for her, but I was walking into the, the small kitchenette that we have, and I remember back in 2012, I was in a abusive relationship, now, it's not that I forgot about it, mm-hmm. but I saw the memory. I don't know where I put it. It's, it's like I suppressed 
the bad stuff. Yeah. It, it was like, I was like, hold on, wait, where did this come from? Like, how did I forget this? Like, yeah. how did I not remember this when I first talked to her? Like, why did it take for me to, it just, the Holy Spirit just hit me. Mm. I don't know if you reminded me to tell her and for me to know how serious it was, you yeah. know, and so like how that affects my body today is, is I, I feel like I, I have triggers. So, that's, and that's a prime example. So, like, in my current relationship, it's like, if he raises his like, a little tad bit, because he's a man, he's going to have a tone. Mm-hmm. I kind of be like, hold on, wait, like, who are you talking to? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but it's not that I'm trying to be combative with him, but it's kind of, like, out of fear a little bit, too. Like, yeah. you know, like, hold on, you trying to show me a different side, bro? What you got going on? Yeah. Or is yeah. it, and like, are you really telling me this out of love? You know, I can I can't. You know, I do trust him, but sometimes I do have those triggers. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I would say bad. It's triggers that get you into a place of defense, right? Because it's Absolutely. like you just you just need to see just a little bit of something that reminds you that your memories yeah. have held of something that's happened before. Yeah. And then yeah. it just sends you off. Yeah. One hundred. And even then, with that, with her, I when I remember the trigger, I'm like, "Bro, you gotta go. I'm finna write your two weeks notice for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finna write your two weeks notice for you. Like, we gotta help. You know what I'm saying? Like, he can come in here and get us. Like, you talking about you got guns? Like, yeah. But so it, it really went off. It went off. Wow. Like, yeah. Wow, it's so crazy because it's, it's 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 funny. It's like I'm really scared of being in groups because of that reason. Like I'm scared of like being around too many women because I'm a type of person yeah. who will take on things. And come on, come on now. I'm come like, on, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like I'm 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 so scared. And this year I've had to push myself out and mm-hmm. go in the group mm-hmm. and see what's happening. Mm-hmm. And yes, read it, but conquer it. Like don't get into it and take it on to yourself more take it on and yes. pray take it on and be like let it go take go. it on and see there it and say go. leave it alone you know what i mean even there when those go. memories yes. come on just be like sis that's an old yes. memory channel it back into a new thing do you know what i mean so yes. i'm so happy yes. you touched on that i'm so happy you touched on that janisha tanya um good or bad share a memory that you believe has affected your body um, it's really funny because I've got a tone one, <laughs> like Janisha, so I won't share that one, but that was something I had to work on for a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, I just literally, if I hear a certain tone in a man, oh, oh, it starts to go off in my head. Yeah. And I had to balance that. And I was like, you know what? That's childhood stuff. That mm. is my mum and dad. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, a relationship between them and it. When I hear that tone, I still think, nah. Something's going to kick off. Yeah. I'll share a good one. Actually, when I was in my last year of school doing, um, you know, we had to do GCSE coursework, right? Mm-hmm. And I will never forget this because um, I don't know if you guys remember in design technology, you had to do like the A3 sheets, like 20 yes. of them, you know? Yes. And I remember taking my pretty little time to do my work after she done called my mama and said I wasn't doing it right <laughs> so I did the first two or three sheets and I was so proud because I was that person that kind of winged it and did stuff at the last minute but I actually did this early went to take it to school and it dropped behind the radiator guys it was one of the oh, radiators you know the wall 
radiator. You can't get it out, Tanya. And this woman was like, you are such a good liar. I was like, (laughs) I promise you, I did this work. She was like, no. And I was like, no, seriously, miss, I actually did the work and I'd taken my time to, you know, hand write, make up the sheets pretty. Anyways, right, because she didn't believe me, it really started to itch up my spirit. Mm. But she called my mum and she was like, you know, she's not doing her work. Listen, my mum made me stay up and do the work. I was, oh, Claudia, I was dropping asleep at my desk every night till like five o'clock in the morning. Wow. So I basically, what I did is I did it all on a computer, right? So, and then I blew the sheets up so they were A3. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Marty like, Pants, only wow. you, only you. Listen. She was well, like, I ain't finna do, that's not my portion. I ain't doing it again. <laughs> no because you know what I felt like she really didn't believe in me and I think for me that was one of the first instances in my life where I thought I'm not a liar do you understand that you're accusing me of being a liar and you don't believe in me so it gave me that like I'm gonna put you watch you watch Mm. I'm gonna prove something to her so anyways by the time I took in this work you know when you feel proud? I felt proud because I'd done all my 20 sheets they were lit they were so good I've still got them now because that's how proud I am yeah and um when I took him in, she said to me, who done your work for you? I oh, said, God. what? You're really stepping like, it with me now. <laughs> she said, who done your work for you? And I was like, miss, I did it myself. She didn't believe me. Anyways, hands in my work on A star. Now I'm over the moon, right? Yeah. Because I don't even understand I think about food tech, but I actually studied, I actually did the work and I actually got an A star. So now it comes to the exam. And I'm sitting in the exam and I look around and the whole room is finished, literally everybody. And no words of a lie, this voice said to me, you're going to get an A. And I was like, mm? me? I don't even know what I'm writing. And it said, Tanya, keep going. You're going to get an A. And I was like, okay, let's go. And I was like, I remember sitting there going, imagine if I really got an A though. Like seriously, no word of a lie. My auntie died that year. So when I was meant to get my GCSE results, we had to fly out to bury her. So I wasn't here to collect my results. Yeah. But my gut kept saying to me, you're going to get that grade. And you know when you wanted to watch the teacher in her face? Yeah. Because you never believed anything, right? Yeah. Of all my grades, I got them like the day I got back is the day they came through my door. And I opened them. And what did I get? An, An A. A. <laughs> Let me tell you guys, right? I think from then... All of the time, this voice has been whispering. Do you understand? And although there was so much doubt outside, because, you know, you don't call my mama. My mama's like, you're doing that work. So I feel like I didn't even know that I had that in me. Mm. You know, my teacher definitely didn't know I had that in me. But that definitely is a memory that I hold on to when I hear a whisper and I don't know when to follow it. I remember the time that I followed that and I got the grade that I wanted. And you got Um, the grade result. I love that. And you know, another thing that I wanted to ask you, because that's something that I have a few conversations with some young girls and it, it and they speak about people thinking that they're liars as children and now they're Girl. adults and then they struggle, they want to prove to everybody that they're telling the truth and I'm like, babes, you're not the little girl anymore, you have to come into the adult, if that person thinks you're lying, then that person thinks you're lying, do you know what I mean, but they live from a pace of that little girl who someone said they was a liar, so now they have to keep proving, 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 proving to everybody that they're not a liar and it's just a memory that I feel like they're holding on to when they was a child. 
And you know what? And that is so true. And the thing is, maybe because there was so much doubt outside of me, mm. but I stuck to listening to myself. Do you yeah. get what I mean? And yeah. I actually done the work above proving it to everybody else. Because look, God didn't make me go and see her. I didn't get to prove to her exactly. I got this grade. Yes, she would have seen my grade, but I didn't get to prove to her that that was my grade. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Even with the fact that we'd come back from a bereavement, it wasn't like my family was so crazy about my grades. We just landed back from burying my aunt. So all of that proving that I wanted to do to everyone, the only person I had to prove it to was myself. Yeah. And maybe because in that moment it happened and it happened young, like 15, that already gave me like, you know what? You ain't got nothing to prove to people. I'm not going to lie. came back again when I went to uni. I was like, I'm going to be the first one to get a degree. Mm. And again, no one cared. I didn't even go to my, my ceremony. I didn't even walk across the stage because I was like... <clears throat> This is, I was doing this to prove to everybody else. Yeah. So I didn't do it. So sometimes I think you've got to catch yourself in the moment, you know, because yes. if we continue to live our life for other people, we'll never get anywhere. So we need to stop wanting to prove to anybody who we are. You know, you should just be trying to be you versus you every single day. That's where it will change. I love that. I'm going to, Cece, I'm going to jump to you, but I'm going to let Kirsty go because I think she's probably coming on um, something off of what Tanya said. Go on, Kirsty. Good morning. It was off of what you said, actually, um, about being that girl and being a liar. And funny enough, the memory finally came back to me as you said it. Mm. And when something happened to me as a young girl, and I had to prove that this happened in front of so many people. And you expect people like family believe you, and some of them don't. Mm. And I've spent my whole life trying to prove them wrong, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Everyone makes think I'm a liar, I break down. People think I'm a liar, thanks. People think I'm a liar, it's, it, it niggles me because I'm like, I am not a liar. And you do get to a point where you're like, but who am I proving this to? Like, it's to a point sometimes you can see someone like, yeah, I don't believe you. And I just smile. Mm. And I'm so glad I can get to that point of now just smiling. But I used to go back to that little girl, that little girl that had to prove in front of so many friends and family that something can happen and seeing the ones that believe you, the ones that don't, mm. and seeing what happens in life when that happens. And you're so scared that you're going to lose me in losing and all the people are lost. So I knew that for me, they thought I was a lion, lion led to loss. So I should... I was going through life not trying to lie, but you still lie to yourself in other ways, which we're learning now. Yeah. And it's like, so I might be able to tell my truths, might be able to tell my stories, but I've still lied to myself yeah. most of my life. And it's just crazy that I spent most of my life proving myself not to liar to everyone but me. Oh, wow. That was a tea. I don't know if you guys can hear it properly because my, on um, Clubhouse, because my computer I don't know what's going on with the speaker right now but she said a really key point she said she was proving so much to uh trying to prove so much to stop lying to other people to sh- to prove to people that she's not lying that she forgot herself and was lying to herself and I was like yeah that's a place where I've been to you lie to yourself even from the memories of what you're doing thank you so much Kirsty. Cece you're up next um so for me, um, we had a car accident. I can't tell you what year it was. Um, maybe 2012 or something like that. Um, we were on our way out for my birthday. 
we planned to go to Birmingham. We were all excited. We were like, yeah, we're going to Birmingham girls trip. And on the way to Birmingham, we were hit by a car on the motorway. Mm-hmm. And it literally like dragged us through all the lanes and wow. like, like it was it was actually a very bad car accident to the point that when we got out we were just like <laughs> how like how, how yeah did we walk out of there with just whiplash how did we walk out of there like it, like honestly to the point that Diesel had to drag me out of the car because I was so convinced that I was dead that I just closed my eyes and said if I'm gonna die I don't want to see it. I just don't oh. want to see it. So them lot were like, Claudine, Claudine, Claudine. And I was like, huh? What? Like, what happened? What happened? Like, the shock and everything. And um, to the point that, I, like, these lot used to go Birmingham every year after that. And they were like, Claudine, are you coming? No, 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 no. And I just could, I could not bring myself to, to get in the car yeah. to make that trip again. Because every single time that I, even when I get to that place now, Years later, on the motorway, my body freezes. I can imagine. I, I can just imagine how that happens. And that's a hard one. I find people... My mum won't drive. She will not drive because of a car crash like that, what you said, Cece. Like, she will not drive. She buys cars and makes other people drive it. And... It's, it's like it's moving on to the next question that we have next but but it's interesting because I'll get in a car I'll, I get in cars all the time yeah so I, I go anywhere but the thought of going there is it's, like no. no like that's any different to going anywhere else if I'm gonna get into a car accident <laughs> that could happen anywhere so why has my body reacted to that particular place like Tony used to be like Claudine you're fine and I've watched them go so many times and they've come back home fine yeah but for me, I was like, Mm-mm. like that memory just shut me down completely. Mm. Like my body's reaction to that was a complete shutdown, like complete. Wow, man! You see what the body does. Jeez, thank you, Cece, Diona. Uh, good or bad, share a memory that you believe has affected your body. Um. So a memory that came to mind was the time that I lost my voice. So mm. I was in primary school and basically I was supposed to sing with someone. Then they dropped out last minute. But I still went and slayed. But yeah. then I just got shook towards the end and went off stage, right? And then whenever I think about singing alone, that thing comes back to my stomach. Like I could feel it in my stomach. Like mm-hmm. I'm all the way back to being eight years old and singing and being like, nah, man, this is this is not it, kind of thing. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's a memory that was stored for me. And You feel it in your stomach. what I've recently realised is that it's not stored there anymore. So where's it stored now? I don't know. It's just not there. It's not in my stomach anymore. But so, you still have... Do you feel like you still have that feeling, though? No. So it's gone now then. Yeah, it was. It's gone from like the last week. It's recently gone. Yeah, when you had your yeah, when you had your um breakthrough. Your breakthrough, yes, yeah. makes sense. And that's the thing. It's like you can have a breakthrough and and the memory, especially when it's that's why I've noticed with bad memories. Because if we go back to the the meaning of memory, it's the faculty by which the mind stores and remembers information, and then 
this other one is something remembered from the past. So that means that we could actually reprogram the memory to support us in a good way. And I'm like, oh, so I don't need to take these memories on in such a negative way to the point where I place it on me and, you know, get numb or act out of a, a, a lower self of myself because I'm holding on to a bad memory. Make sense? I think it's important to say, though, as well, like with Diona, what she just said, memories can shift mm. because emotions are attached to them. That's it. So, for instance, if the emotion that was attached to the memory was dense, like, you know, it was full of sadness or it was like, oh, my God, it was heavy. But then you get a breakthrough. It doesn't mean that the memory completely goes out of your body, but now it might just have a lighter energy attached to it. That's so therefore, you're able to move with it as opposed to it being stagnant. And trickling, I mean? yeah. I love that. I love that, T. Fatima, um, good or bad, share a memory that you believe has affected your body. Grand Rising, everyone. Um, it was about three years ago, coming up to around the end of April. Um, I was in Tesco early in the hours of the morning, and this young girl had given birth in the toilet. Wow. And, um, so I went in to go and help her because the security man was running around like a headless chicken, like, he needs help in the toilet. So I ran, ran in there. And um, long story short, I ended up having to give the baby mouth to mouth. Wow. But um, by the time the ambulance got there, they, 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 they clarified the baby was already, you know, passed away. And um, we found out the next day when the girl was in hospital that the baby had passed away like three, four days before. Mm-hmm. But we didn't even know she was pregnant. She just finished like a seven-hour shift in a bar at work and she put through the toilet. She had a really bad cramp, put through the toilet, went to the toilet and a baby fell out of her. Ooh. And for about three, four weeks after that, I couldn't kiss. I couldn't, like, hug my wow. own children, and I had a five-month-old, my son was five months old at the time. Yeah. I couldn't kiss him for about three weeks. Because, it, like, even now, I'm starting to shake thinking about it, because, like, when I look back on it now, you, you knew she wasn't alive. But wow. in the moment, it was all just like, you know what? Let's, Let's just try and save the baby's life. Yeah. But, but it, it, yeah, it, it still kind of bothers me a little bit now, but, yeah, it's... Wow. That really good really good. Wow, wow. That, that's a touching story. And and depending on how you are with death and how you feel about um transition of people dying, it, it the memory will, will will come up, you know, probably in situations where you think about child death or things like that and, and yeah. it'll definitely bring you there. But um, you know, I don't want to say this because I might seem really cold, guys. But when it comes to death, for me, I just feel like God, God's ready for people. I, don't, yeah. I, I really don't get attached. And I, I don't know if it's because I've not lost anybody too close to me yet. So it's not lick me down a certain yeah. way. Um, but I've been strengthening myself. I think it's when my grandmother died. And I remember I was, um, she was in the coffin and I was so angry at her. I was so upset. I was like, why did you leave me? You lied to me. <laughs> you know, and my aunt was like, no, mama, she just, because the night before she died, she she literally was like, you know, come and read my Bible for me. Nice and calm, you know. 
Like, she knew she was ready to go, do you know what I mean? And I read with her, and we watched Jeopardy and everything, and well, Kakot Panar, you know. And then I remember in the middle of the night, I saw these people moving with everything, and it just really was like, I was really upset. I was like, why didn't you have that conversation with me? And I, I always held on. From that day, I decided that, you know what, the conversation my, my aunt had with me, I just decided about death that, you know what, it's not about me. God's ready for them and they're ready to go. And it's 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 something that sat with me for a really long time. So like Tanya said, like some, if she gets a phone call that someone dies, she might laugh. I feel like that's my coping mechanism to be like, I'm letting it go because God wants them. God wants them. So yeah, you probably just have to channel which, which one, um, how you want to process it to help you with that memory, mama. Yeah, right. I know, you just want to have time. God, she was too perfect for this world, so God, you know. Definitely. And luckily, young girl fell pregnant three months later because I saw her about a year later. Yeah. And she had a little girl, so. Wow, see, she got like a little replacement baby. Because yeah. that's like me, like my mum lost a baby on the same day as me and I came back on the same day. My youngest as well, the one that was five months old at the time, he was actually conceived and born on the same time of the baby that I lost after I had my parents. So it's, yeah, it's just so amazing how all these things can link in together and, you know, just bring peace to people. But that's why we have to realise what kind of God we have, because he's amazing. Right, guys, the last question of the morning is, let's see what we got here. So we got that one. Okay, yeah, this is it. Yeah. Is your memories holding you back or bringing you forward? Janisha. I would say my memories are bringing me forward. Love it. Because I'm recognizing them and I, I don't I don't like it. So it's, it's, it's causing me to confront them. It's bringing me forward. It's, it's giving me things to give to God. It's giving me things to to work on, to pray about. It's bringing me forward. I love that. That's that's the kind of answer we need, man. That's it. 100%. Use them to bring us forward. Tanya? A thousand percent agree with Janisha. Definitely using them to... Um, really build a blueprint for my life mm. and um, also navigate my way through life more consciously. Yes. Um, because I'm a more aware of the memories that I keep replaying <laughs> that just don't serve me, yes. you know, um, as I continue to put more things in that I want to experience, right? So mm -hmm. it's like now that I choose to consciously tap into my memories, I'm able to see them for what they are. They're not just being repaid out. Yeah. Whereas before, you're just living, right? Mm -hmm. You're just living. And for me, even though I was living with like a prayer life or this relationship with God, I really didn't tap into what I was living from. So like yeah. my belief system. And essentially, your belief system is just something, an idea, a thought that you have again and again and again and again and again yes. until you believe it to be true. So I had to tap into those thoughts to be like, yo, is that even true? Mm. You know, because even in the sermon that Sarah gave yesterday, it was like, what are we just, what should we just be feeling but not carrying? Not carrying, yeah. But some things we feel, and because they have such an impact, like as soon as Claudine spoke about that car accident, I was like, oh gosh, because... <laughs> 
that actually, that car accident changed my life. And it changed my life because when your life flashes before you, you have some decisions to make, you know. And in that moment, half of what I was doing, the life that I was living, that rave that I was about to go to, let me tell y'all, that was so not important, right? But what was important was my two children and the fact that my mum had three daughters in that one car and all of us could have been gone. Do you get what I mean? The the impact of it was different. Um, And so it kind of made me wake up to what I wanted to consciously do, you know. I didn't need to be about everywhere. I didn't need to be doing everything. But it allowed me to start to live my life more consciously. And when you have those kind of wake-up moments, it allows you to then really tap into what you believe Mm -hmm. and why you believe it. Because I think as well, even with, you see, the tonage thing that Janisha was talking about, Mm -hmm. I made up a story that after that tone comes a slap. Or after that yeah. tone comes disrespect. Or yeah. after that tone comes something that I'm scared of. Yeah. When actually, now my son is 14 and he talks like, yo. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I got to deal with this tone because essentially, no, he's not angry. Do you mm-hmm. get what I mean? No, he's not going to fight or whatever. Yeah. His tone has just changed because he's becoming a man. Yes. And so I think what I love about memories as well, when you start tapping into them, you actually get to create a new story. And with that new story, you get to create a new feeling. And with that new feeling, you get to create a new belief system. So, yeah, definitely pulling me forward. I love that. Thank you, T. And Cece? I would have said, pulling me backwards, based Mm -hmm. on the memory that I shared. Yeah. But um, I know that I'm of a different mindset now. So yeah. I know that I spent a lot of time with my memories pulling me backwards, yeah. um, going back into situations, doing things that didn't, that just weren't of me because of, oh, but this was good or that was good. Oh, but, and I was like, Mm-mm. and I think for me, I'm definitely at a space now where my memories are pulling me forward. It's not an easy place to get to. You have to be so willing to just let things go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I was saying this to Tanya the other day, and I was like, you know, a lot of the time, half of our problem is that we're looking for closure. Oh, gosh. Come on, We're girl. actually looking for closure from things, and this is a lot of the time where we're storing the memories. Yes. Because we want that feel, like, you know, we want an explanation. We want to understand. We want closure on yes. things and people and situations, and a lot of the time it doesn't come. So you have to make a conscious choice for your memories to pull you forward in order to move. Yes, yes. I love, can I add to that point? Um, Just on that point, because it was valid, so valid, is that I think a part of being pulled forward is letting go. Yeah. And that's something we don't do. Yeah. So we're carrying the memories, right? We're carrying the thoughts, we're carrying the ideas, the belief system, but there actually becomes a point where it doesn't matter how intense it is. Like, if we've embraced a certain level of trauma and we keep carrying this story, I'm just trying to figure out when it's going to change our life. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Because it's... And this is... If we go back, it says something remembered from the past. So we're, like, continuously holding on to... You gave um, the analogy of... So anxiety was, like, people in the trying to think in the future, right? Too much. Yeah. And depression yeah. was people um, stay in the past. Stay in the past. past, and I mm-hmm. feel like that's what m- 
bad memories could do for you, keep you in a depressed state, because you're just staying in the past. Because ultimately, you know that whole quote, um, comparison is like the greatest, the biggest thief of your joy, right? Yeah. Technically, when you're depressed, if you ever think about when you're depressed in a depressive state, you legit are thinking about your past. Yes. And what's crazy is it's not necessarily necessarily conscious, right? So you're just subconsciously in this mindset that is heavy on your past. Yeah. And now your body is generating an algorithm that looks like what they call depression. Yeah. But if you break it all down, all you're doing is replaying things that you've been through. Mm. And it's the flick for anxiety. I used to have anxiety before I stepped on the escalator. And if I think about it, realistically, all I was thinking is I'm about to fall. I haven't fallen yet. Do you get what I mean? I don't like it. It's moving. I cannot control the movement. So if I step on there, I'm going to fall. And if I fall, people are going to laugh. And if people laugh, I'm going to be embarrassed. That is the crazy story that was happening in my head. If I get clear on that story and I just step on the escalator, nothing happens. I'm fine. Do you see what I mean? But now we've had to... The world as well, in my eyes, my personal opinion is we've chucked around these words so much, right? That it's like, it's a real thing. You know, you don't know what people are going through. And I get all of that. But actually people don't know what they're going through as to why it's generated that feeling that looks like depression or anxiety. But what happens when you tap into that? What happens when you go into the memories of that and you decipher it and you create a different story? You no longer have it. You no longer have it. You can heal it without the tablets and the medication. You really can. And my, my thing is, what Claudine said about the closure is when we are yearning for closure, even in trauma, some of the trauma that we've experienced, we're never going to get the closure. And do you want to know why? Because when we actually break it down, that trauma was so necessary in who we're called to be. Wow. It is so necessary. And so when we learn to turn that pain into purpose, purpose. Yeah. there you go. You've turned the memories into something else. Love that, T. That's amazing message. Amen, sister. Amen to that. Turn the pain into purpose. That is where we need to be. Remember we were talking about it the other day, like when you're telling your story, come with the turnaround. Come with the turnaround because your memories will play on you and make you talk from a place of pain and like you're still living it consistently if they're bad anyway. And also that happens. I saw someone write that about Clubhouse. We're coming into these rooms people are dropping off all their trauma and Mm. all their experience and then we're a bag of empaths and we're listening and we log out and we're like oh oh my gosh and now (laughs) we're in this story that someone has just revealed yeah and unpacked and because we haven't they haven't unpacked it we haven't fully unpacked it and now we walk out and that story's on us sitting on us walking with us going up in starting to even create our scenarios yes (laughs) <laughs> we've got to be so conscious we've got to be so conscious of you know the way that we are retelling our stories I, and you know what I wanted to say just because you've been through something right and the pain isn't necessarily as dense as in you don't no longer have to tell that story anymore it doesn't mean it's not valuable because exactly. sometimes I think when people here let go it's as if what they've been through isn't valuable and I just wanted to say that's not true it mm. is valuable. It's so valuable that you recognize every time you replay something, you create it, right? Mm-hmm. So if you give too much power to it, you're manifesting it again and again and again. again yes. So 
when you let it go, you let it be and you let God. Amen to that. Amen. Diona, um, yes, is your memories holding you back or bringing you forward? They are bringing me forward. I feel as though, um, like, some memories have been coming up from my past a lot recently. Mm -hmm. And they've just been pushing me towards who I'm supposed to be mm -hmm. and the woman that I'm becoming rather than the person that I was before. Mm -hmm. I love that. That, that was very short. <laughs> short. Short and sweet. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, if anybody in the audience, uh, uh, before we close, we've got five minutes before we close, if you wanted to come and add to um, today's session, what we spoke about on the memories, um, if it's helped you in any way, um, you know, if you wanted to add to it, because I definitely feel like through everybody's, um, how everybody answered the questions, I've received some healing today in regards to memories. I loved all of what you guys said about your happy memories from your senses to your, um, you know, living it out to your spirit. Um, I loved it. It's something that I'm, I'm definitely going to put into my toolbox to, to be using. But key thing, guys, we can remember the memories good and bad, we can flip them around. We can really flip them around. So let's stay in a sp space of joy and happiness. Um, and any memories that we do feel come on to us that are bad in any way, let's find that turnaround for it. Go deep into it and not make it take us back into the past, into a place of um, depression or sadness or guilt or any of those things that can come associated with bad memories. We don't want to store them up in our bodies. Our bodies are temples that we want to be able to live out um, and be able to do what we need to do in this earth. So if the more we let go of certain things, the less bondage and baggage we have on us. And also as well, um, be very conscious of where you're going around, listening to different things, because you can take on things. And if you are taking them on straight away, just turn it around, pray, you know, pray for that person. Don't just take it on and sit, make it sit on your spirit in that way. Some things are not for your spirit, okay? And some things are not for your mind. Right, I'm gonna let y'all go now, and I hope you guys had a lovely, 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 morning and evening for you guys in the u.s um and thank you for rocking it with me again on another word of wisdom and we'll be back tomorrow 7 a.m again gmt 